Welcome to the All About the TDs podcast, giving you the latest news, betting picks, and fantasy advice for the upcoming week. Welcome back, week three. What's up? It's Eli the Go Killer here with my boy Steve O. Welcome, welcome. We're back. We're going to get into week three, our picks. First, I'm going to start off with the betting picks. Steve-O, my guy. Yeah, I'll start it off with the Thursday night game. 49ers favorites by 10 points against the Giants at home. I'll probably lay that number. I think the 49ers could win this by two touchdowns. Don't see the Giants keeping it competitive. Saquon Barkley is a big question mark. Saquon Barkley is out. That out. 49ers team is rolling. And yeah, that 49ers offense looks good. Um, their defense looks good. And yeah, I definitely, I think they cover that spread. Brock Purdy is 7-0 and in the regular season. <sighs> Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> who would have who thought that? My next game that I'm going to be targeting will be the Miami Dolphins minus 6.5. I think the Dolphins at home, home opener against the Denver Broncos who are 0-2. They've struggled as of late. Can't close it out. I yeah. take give me the Dolphins by a touchdown. Yeah, they're really struggling over there in Denver. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson don't look like they're really clicking. That's an insane offense that the Dolphins have. Don't and see yeah. don't see a way that Jalen Waddle's questionable, it. although there is uh there is talk that he might be able to uh get back to playing uh status, but we'll see how the week progresses. They've got the cheetah, my boy. <laughs> no need for Waddle there. It'll help, but no, Waddle definitely so. opens up the field for him. Yeah. No, it's good to have a nice wide receiver to keep him guessing. Um, next game will be the Buffalo Bills, minus six and a half. On the road, but against the Commanders, who have gotten off to a good start, 2-0. But I think that that Bills team after last week, they got the wheel rolling. And I can't see them getting stopped by the Commanders. Okay, so here's where I disagree with you. I think the Commanders come out next week and shock the world. Well, they've been shocking the world. The enemy has turned that team around. He really that offense has. looks good. He really has. That offense looks good. That defense looks amazing. Darren Payne, solo, uh, caused the three and out last week. Yep. It was beautiful to watch. Brian Just Robinson on, on offense. Brian Robinson wow. looks amazing. What a guy. Like the man was shot like, what, five times? Yeah. Forget Antonio Gibson. Forget yeah. about him. Forget about Antonio Gibson. No Antonio Gibson. I'm not even mentioning the, the commander's backs. Also love the Jaguars here. They're favorites by nine and a half points against the Texans at home. Big bounce back spot for them. Rough go at it last week against the Chiefs. Yeah, definitely. But it was a big game for Chris Jones. His first game back, he really disrupted. And he was just very impactful for them. And it was just a lot of motivation for him to do, to do you know, Chris Jones thing. 100%. I think he was he was a difference. Yeah, he definitely was He's a difference. the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs left Jacksonville with a win. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Which takes me to my next point and my next pick, which is the Chiefs at minus 12 and a half. Not a good showing last week. Big bounce back spot against the Bears in Arrowhead. Give me Mahomes by two touchdowns. Yeah, that's definitely, I definitely see them covering that spread. That Bears defense and offense doesn't look good. Nothing's really clicking for them. It's a, a downward trending spiral for Chicago. 100%. 100%. And this is probably the only underdog that I'm going to be taking. The Carolina Panthers, five and a half point underdogs. I'll take them to keep it within a field goal. Don't like the matchup against the Seahawks, even though it is in Seattle. Not sold on the Seahawks. Panthers did not score a touchdown against the Saints this past week, but give them to me. Five and a half points. 
I'll take that number. That is a bold, bold pick right there. Yep. Yep. That is bold. I just think they could keep it close. I just see games with the Panthers being these slow-paced games where no one really gets out front. If they're not scoring, the other team's not scoring. Well, they're they, scoring, the other team's going to score. They it's do have a lockdown close. defense. 100%. Their defense looks very good. I really like Jeremy Chin. And I can see that number also trending towards the Seahawks direction, maybe going minus six for the Seahawks, maybe almost by a touchdown spread at game time. So I can take the Panthers there. We'll move on to the Sunday night game, which is the Steelers at the Raiders. Raiders favorites by one and a half. I'll take the Steelers to win out right here. I think they're going to take the momentum from this last win at home going to Vegas and take them out. Not sold on the Raiders. Definitely. I feel a big game again for TJ Watt breaking through that offensive line and getting to Jimmy multiple times. Yeah, he had he was in the backfield all game. Yeah. He had Deshaun Watson run. That game was insane. There was so much action. Just every play, just every single play. And it was funny because last episode you were saying no one's gonna, everyone's going to tune into the Panthers game until the Steelers games come come on, and then boom, everyone's watching the Panthers Steel, uh, Saints game. They're like, hey, whatever, yeah, this is going back. Steelers Browns three. come on, action, 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 yeah. just nonstop, yeah. and it didn't disappoint. Yeah, that Panthers Saints game was three to three at half, I believe. Like what a stinker! It was I like it was six to three. Maybe like six, yeah, something like six, that. Six three. to three at halftime. Like, that's a, a snooze fest. It was a snooze fest, definitely was. That. Um, then we'll take it to the Monday night games. We got two again. We got a 7:15 start with the Eagles and the Bucks, and then we've got an 8:15 start with the Rams at the Bengals. We'll start with the first one. Um, Eagles are favorites by five points. I'll take that number. I think the Eagles can take the Bucks. The Bucks have gotten off to a good start, two and zero. Baker Mayfield, big fan of that man. But I think that this is where where the run comes to an end. This is where they get exposed, huh? I believe so. Their defense looking good. Shaq Barrett had that nice pick six last week. That was good for him. Yeah, I feel good for him, man. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah, it's it's a good story. It's definitely a good story. Their defense looks good, though. Uh, I can't speculate on how the Eagles are going to perform because they are. They could be that team. They are that team. They could. Sorry. They're not, they, they aren't that team, but they very much could be that team. So I'm, I'm a little, like, shaky about it. This seems like a big passing game for the Eagles. Not sure how they're going to be able to run it with that linebacker core that the Bucks have with Devin White. Shaq Barrett comes in on the action. Yeah. I, I can yeah. see them stopping the run. So it might not be a huge swift game. might not be a huge gain well game if he does suit up. But Probably be a big A.J. Brown, Devontae yeah. Smith. Big spot for them. So, yeah, I can, I'll take them minus five. And then the last of the Monday night games is the Rams at the Bengals. Bengals favorites by two and a half. This is, is this a the must bounce, win game. Is this the bounce back game for Joe? Is this uh, proving that he's not highway robbery? That I he's would, not doing highway robbery on the Cincinnati Bengals? I would think he'd have to bounce back this game. My, my intuition tells me that he will. But also, if he doesn't, that team's in trouble. Yeah. No, he's this in is, trouble. That team's in trouble. They need to bounce win. back. This is a must-win game. Week three, yes, I said it. Week three, everything's must win on the game. line. They, there's really no coming back from going 0 and three to start the season, and then you're gonna play the Rams without Cooper Cup. But they got Puka. They got Puka, but I mean, 
Van Jefferson fell Van off Jefferson's, the face of the earth. Van Jefferson he's, is he's non-existent. He's dropping balls. He's non-existent. He's dropping balls. But that'll do it for, for the betting picks. We're moving on to fantasy. Big week three. If you got anyone on the 49ers offense, you're starting them. Debo, CMC, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, all of them. You start all of them. There's some question marks about Ayuk having come out of the game last week. I think he'll be ready to go. I think he'll be ready to go. If he's not, well, this is obviously pending any updates on injury. You know, you got to do your own research, obviously. But right now, I think he's looking like he's going to play week three and he's going to have a big week. But I agree with you with the 49ers. I would start pretty much everyone against that Giants defense who gave up 60 points unanswered to start the season. Insane. That's Whatever, we're not going to go into that. Next, we got the Browns running back, Jerome Ford, Nick Chubb, gruesome. Gruesome, gruesome injury. Wow. Prayers up. Uh, Definitely hoping that he comes back. And seeing reports, too, that he might need a second surgery after the first one. Damn. Damn. That's just, I hate to see that stuff. After he had that same exact injury in 2015 in college against Tennessee. The same exact injury. It's terrible. I don't want to speculate on what's going to be with his career because I don't want to say that. But I just hope the man gets back to where he was. And uh, definitely prayers go out to him. But his replacement, Jerome Ford, he's rostered in 60% of, 67% of your leagues. So that means he's available in 33% of your league. So if he's available in your league, go pick him up. And definitely a big start. Yeah, he definitely passed the eye test. If if they don't sign a free agent or make a big trade this week. Yeah. Which is always speculation. I but saw that Kareem Hunt was working out with them yeah, this week. And he knows that offense. He was there. Yep, I can see that. I can also see them going to make a move as far as Jonathan Taylor. Maybe when he comes sign- off of... Yeah. Yeah. Signing James Robinson. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot of there's, there's options. There's some options available. But if they do not pick up anyone, Jerome Ford is definitely a big start. He's definitely going to be the start this week. And we'll see about next week. But this week, he's a for sure plug and play type of guy. Yes, definitely. Put him and in your flex. My next pick. This is a bit of uh, I'm going out on a whim here. I'm saying Drake London is going to have a big game following last week. Last week, he had 18 fantasy points in full PPR. Well, it's a good matchup against the Lions. It's a good matchup. That pass defense goes. Definitely. Uh, Gardner Johnson's not going to suit up for this game, so he's going to have some freedom there. Exactly. So I'm feeling a big game from Drake London. He's only starting in 27.5% of the leagues. So if he's he's on your bench, and if you don't have a stud that's going to ball out more than him, then I definitely believe that you should start him. And 100%. Unless, unless you're in like a six-team league or an eight-team league, you probably don't have many guys that are going to outperform Drake London as far as the ceiling goes. Definitely. So he's he's a big start for me as well. My next pick is Mr. Josh Reynolds. Now, this is a name that same has game, been around. Same game, in the same game. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's, definitely, he's definitely a work guy. He's, he's a veteran. He's been around the league. He knows how to catch the ball, and his guy just went down. The number one receiver on the Lions just went down, yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, so he his stock just went up, and he's only rostered 23% of the leagues. Amon Ra keeps coming out of games. I don't know. It seems like it's just always tweaking something. Yeah, I stayed away from him in the draft. He's Listen, he's a baller, but, but he's, he's a little injury prone, and, you know, 
But Josh Reynolds, 23% rostered. If he's not, uh, if he's available in your leagues, definitely pick him up. Well, let's stay with the Reynolds thing for a second because mm-hmm. it's actually interesting to mention that Jamison Williams will be coming back from suspension too. So if you do get a Monroe back, you do get Jamison Williams back. So if you're in a type of uh, format in your fantasy leagues where you have to bid for your players on a weekly basis, it might not be the most wise thing to drop 30% of your bankroll, 40% of your bankroll when down the stretch he's probably not going to be the guy. So Correct. Just worth mentioning. Correct. Correct. That is a good that's a good take. People don't really recognize Jamison Williams, but when that guy plays, yes, he's definitely. a demon. This is obviously these these picks are week week to week. Yeah. This is not what I'm that, doing. I don't have Josh Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have Josh Reynolds either, but don't get me wrong, if I did have him, he's a start. He's a start he's this a week. He's a start. He's a start. You don't know. There's uncertainty with the Monroe. And even when he does play, he still gets wide receiver two action. Yes. So I like that offense. Yeah. And also for the Detroit Lions, my cheeky start of the week. Rookie tight end Sam Laporta. He's available. In 67% of your leagues. I'm big on Sam Laporta. So, Huge. Yeah, I if think he's going to If you play Dynasty have... out there, that's the guy. That's the guy you want. You want him on your team. He's going to be the guy there for a while. He's like another Hawkinson. Definitely. Just he's... a lot younger. Yeah. Yeah, I see that too. I see him I see him bringing that like Hawkinson type of energy to this team. Really lighting it up. He might bring more physicality than Hawkinson. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I haven't really watched him so much. It's a cheeky start, meaning that it could go down, it could not, and he could ball out. I have him as my backup tight end in almost most of my leagues, so I'm hoping for big things out of Laporta. He's probably not a for sure start for most people. Like you said, he's only rostered in, what do you say, half half of leagues? He's only rostered in 60, 33%, 33% of the leagues. Yeah, so 60-something percent. And he's tight end no. four yeah. last week. He was tight end four. Yeah, I mean, what's to say that he can't do it again this week? He'll, he'll do it again. I'm pretty sure he'll the do Falcons it again. Falcons defense, they, I mean, they've shown up in spots, but it's not like you can't score on them. No, yeah, definitely. They're, they're a team that the, the, their defense definitely gives you a run for your money, but they're not like... They're not a juggernaut defense. It's, They're not the Cowboys. They're not the team. 49ers. You yeah, know? no. They're just a scrappy team. Yeah. They're always going to be there. Yeah. They're yeah. annoying. Definitely. They're annoying. Ask the Packers. Yeah. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> They're annoying. So, and also, for that game, all the running backs you should start, except for, obviously, David Montgomery, who went down. Um, But don't give up on David Montgomery uh, for 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 fantasy owners who have David Montgomery. No, listen, I feel like having Jameer Gibbs is a luxury, but David Montgomery is still the guy. He's still the guy. He's still the guy who's going to get his name called. Definitely. When you need to pick up a yard or two. Dang. Could possibly break it into a 40-yard run to the crib. Definitely. Dan Campbell definitely wants... um, Dan Campbell definitely wants... David Montgomery to touch the ball at least 20 times a game. So that's their game plan with him. So definitely don't give up on David Montgomery. When he comes back, he's just going to he's gonna be as good, if not better. Uh, but big start for Jameer Gibbs this week. Obviously, Bijan and Tyler Algier. 
I'm not so sure about him. He he's he's more of like a 75% start because I see and I feel that Bijan's target share and um and touches are going to go up exponentially this week. Well, I I'm of the opinion where there might be a scenario where if you do have both Bijan and Tyler Igier, you might be starting both of them. I can I can make an argument for both of those guys being a start. Yeah, if, if you have both, if you have both of them, I would definitely start both of them. I probably if you have would. one of them, I would start. I would probably only start. I would go with Bijan. Bijan, well. but Algier has its his value for sure. Algier definitely has value. Algier and, definitely and, has value. And both of those teams have two running backs in their backfield that serve different purposes. They're like Bijan is their east-west guy, and the Lions have. Gibbs as their east-west guy. And then you've got Montgomery and Algier that can go north-south. Pick up a few yards when needed. Change of pace. So I I think they both serve their purposes on both sides of the ball. And I can see... I can make an argument for all four of those guys being in your lineup. Couldn't have said it better myself. Alright. So let's take a real quick look into college football. What happened last week. We had a big, big game, Colorado, Colorado State. Definitely, well, big game in the sense that a lot of hype around it. A lot of celebrities were at the game. There's, like I said, a lot of hype around this game. And it definitely didn't disappoint. It did not disappoint. I think the only thing that disappointed was Colorado to a certain point. They're 23-point favorites going into that game. They're talking about they made it personal. They're going off. ESPN is all over them. There can't be more cameras on them. They're talking about they're going to kill that team before the game. They're fighting at the 50-yard line. They walked gotta, out with Lil Wayne. Yeah, you got to come out and route them. You got to score 50 points on them. And they almost did. Blow them they out got the close. Blow they them got the close. Water. Yeah, but you also got to realize that that came down to a game-tying drive at the end of the game. And then... Two overtimes to a team that you said you were gonna murder. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of people lost money that past weekend. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think that I want to say I forgot the number, but I want to say that like eighty percent of all bets were on Colorado to win by twenty-three points or more. Yeah. Listen, the hype was real. I saw I saw last night that 91% of all bets are on Colorado's money line for this upcoming game against Oregon. They are 21 point underdogs. Oregon? No. Oh, Colorado. <laughs> I Colorado. was going to say dude, Oregon, that team looks good. There's Perfect. part of there's part of me every week though that wants to see Colorado win, and then there's another part of me, it's probably like 50-50 that I just want to see them get smacked. Don't ask me why. Just, I feel like it'll be fun to watch. I don't know. Just everyone's like, like riding their dicks way too hard. <laughs> no, for real. For real. I can't stand it. Everyone anymore. is I'm tired on it. the hype train. I'm tired. Even of it. me. I was on the hype train. Last week, though, I really liked what, Col I, what Colorado State did. They, Their guy on defense, Muhammad Kamara, yeah. he yeah. is definitely going to be a problem one day in the NFL. I that was, kid stays healthy and and stays on his um, stays on his grind, stays on his craft. He will definitely, definitely be like a, like a like a Cam Chancellor kind of guy. I was very impressed with the wide receiver core that Colorado State had. 
they impressed me the whole entire game. They were running little Madden routes, though. Don't get me wrong. That mesh right up the middle, underneath routes, hitting them in the flats. But when they got space, they were making moves. I was really I was really just impressed with their defense. Their defense really balled out. Yeah. yeah. Really, really balled yeah. out. Even though Colorado scored uh, up to 40-something points on them, they, they really... They really showed up. They really showed up to play. Yeah, but you got to realize, too, in those college games, when you see that score, but you see it's overtime, it's very misleading because college isn't how the pros are. When when the NFL gets into overtime, at most, you're only seeing seven points get put up on the board. In college, you're going to see, you can see five overtimes of two touchdowns and two two-point conversions each one. They'll run up the score immediately. Yeah, yeah. College but, is definitely higher scoring and more more offense and a lot more like action yeah over time you don't even have to drive down the field they they give you the ball like in almost in the red zone just punch it in it's really all you got to do just punch it in yeah but i think it's going to be fun i think that Deion sanders has changed the whole landscape of how college football is played and seen across the nation because he just put colorado on the map where that team had won one game last year. It's and the Dion effect. It's the prime effect. He came in and they're 3-0. and Regardless yep. of what happens the next two weeks, which I personally am of the opinion where they're not going to win a game in these next two weeks. I don't think they have a chance against Oregon. And they have even less of a chance against USC. They're definitely not winning that game against USC. Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams Special. is electric. Special. Yeah. Special. He's going to be the greatest player of all time. Dude. He's going to be the greatest. I mean, that's what he looks like. Uh, yes, yes. Right now, that's what he looks like. If he keeps if he keeps it up, he'll definitely be one of the greatest players of all time. I can count. He'll definitely top Dan Marino, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, any of them. Dude, I can count on the palm of my hand how many mistakes I've seen Caleb Williams make. Not many. I don't I can't I can't tell you a game where you can just say like, "Wow, he lost that game because he didn't play well." He made a play there that was stupid at the end of the game. He's not talented enough to make this throw. That doesn't exist with Caleb Williams. Yeah, no, he he really looks on a different level. He looks like a grown man playing against a bunch of high school yeah. kids. Yeah, he's just flinging the ball around the yard like at, at ease. Like, what, like Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. Like a whew, he's, whew, whew. he's going <laughs> back to back with the Heisman. He's going to make a run at the national championship this year. Yeah, definitely. I think he's going to go number one in the draft. He's definitely going number one, unless he defers because he doesn't like who the number one pick is going to be. Listen, I believe there's a lot of teams right Although, now that are looking at <laughs> at Caleb Williams. Tape one of them right might now. be the Bears, too. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that are looking at Caleb Williams' tape. And there's a lot of teams that maybe wish that Caleb Williams was a year younger. A year younger, <laughs> a year older. <laughs> and that he would be taking a little bit. To get to the league because you might necessarily not want to take a chance on a guy when you just took a quarterback last year and you're trying to give him a chance whatever it may be but like you brought up the bears ownership the drafted drafted justin fields is out yeah it's a new ownership I mean, not ownership it's a new gm i mean think of it this way if you took over the bears what's the first thing you're going to do you're going to get a new quarterback yeah, or you develop Justin Fields, but it doesn't look like they're putting much effort into doing that. So I, 
would think that they would go get a QB in the draft. That team is a preferably Jalen. Uh, sorry, preferably Caleb Williams, because they do have a number one pick. That team is a shit show. They don't. Sorry, they do have a first round pick. Yeah. And they can always trade up. Yeah, trading up is definitely a possibility. And I don't think that this is going to be one of those Trey Lance situations where you trade up to get a guy that you think is going to be the dude, and then he's not the dude. They did trade up to get Justin Fields. They traded up with the I Giants. Think this is the dude. Like I think Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is definitely is the, the real dude. Deal. I don't think that there's any risk when it comes to trading picks to move up to get Caleb Williams. I don't there, see. No. I don't see that being a true risk. I think it's obviously it's a move that has to be made where you you know exactly what you're going to get and you're okay with mortgaging a second round or a third round or maybe even that first round or two but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens 2024 nfl draft first we got to finish the 2023 nfl season yeah but i'm sure i'm sure nfl gms are looking forward towards the draft already definitely i'm i'm couple, definitely looking forward a couple teams that <laughs> would like for the draft to be today <laughs> all right thank you for rocking with us we'll see you next time yes sir see you Thank you for sticking with us. We appreciate it. Go follow us at All About the TDs podcast.